I think I think it's ten oh one. We can already start with. Our How many? Seven. I I think I think I think we have. This is our six week together. I think I started seven weeks ago with other things, and now with with the Singapore Singapore well Singapore the Southeast Asia side. This is our six week together. So that's awesome, and I thank you for for coming back, guys. I know everybody's very busy, and but I want to tell you that between the three talks. Today with you guys, and then tomorrow with the Spanish-speaking people, and and after with the American, the English-speaking people on the American side, we have almost 600 coaches. They come in and in and out during the two hours of each talk. So that's awesome. That's a lot of uh, a lot of people trying to listen uh, to everybody and trying to see what everybody does. Uh, today we're going to talk about favorite sets, okay? and. And I think the important thing, I don't want to start, I, I, I'm going to show you one of the sets that I like. But I think it's, what's important is that one of you stars, hopefully you guys, one of you have a set. I know Danny Yo has a set that he's going to share, but he's not going to be able to come in until uh, around 6.30 your time, guys. So yeah. in like 25 minutes. But if one of you wants to start, that would be great. We talk about favorite sets, focus on the set, how, when you use the set. Uh, how do they evolve through the season, and how it correlates to how they swim at the end of the season? You, know, you don't have to talk about all that if you know, but it will be good. Who wants to start? <laughs> Come on, uh, nobody. Come on, Jill. Do you have a set? Do you want to start? Hi. Good morning, everyone. Can good night. Me? Good night from yeah. here. <laughs> uh, good evening, uh, Coach Sergio. Uh, yeah, there's um, there's a test set that um, I like to do um, maybe about four times four times a season. Um, it's not my set. I'm not the I'm not a forward thinker in swimming, but um, uh, it's a set that um, I saw Coach Bob Bowman speak about, and he said that he got the set from Dennis Cottrell when Dennis Cottrell was working with Grant Hackett and um, it's a set that uh, I've done, like I say, I do it about four times a year. Um, and I use it to, to measure the kids. Um, I find that the kids um, uh, enjoy doing it as well. And um, uh, it provides me with a, sort of a, a good set of uh, information or, or data as to, as to where we are. Um, usually I do it about... Uh, two weeks out before a major competition um, gives me a uh, again like a, a good sense of, of where we are at the time. Um, so the the warm up will usually be um, just our <coughs> excuse me just our, our swim meet warm ups. Um, uh, I like to do their swim meet warm up before this specific test set, so it gets them thinking that they something big is coming, um, uh, and to go through that same routine of the. Of a swim meet, actually, so, so we practice a warm up, and uh, I think in their heads um, they start psychologically getting ready to to perform, uh, which is what we expect. So, so generally that goes through their swim meet warm up, um, and we take our time about that, and then and then the main set is, um, and I, I think it's quite well known, but uh, like I said, what's for me? Um, it's a set where uh, we go sixteen fifties. Uh, that's one six sixteen fifties. Um, 
on 45 and it's sort of done as three three steady and one fast uh, well I, I like to use the colors like the john adventure type colors so i would say so three pink and then one purple um, and we do that four times through so 1650s three easy or three steady one fast on 45 then we go 1250s as uh, four times as two steady and one fast um, and we do that on 50 seconds and then we go 850s as one steady one fast uh, we do that on 55 and then we finish with the uh, 450s um, on one minute uh, uh, as fast as you can. And um, um, I did, uh, I listened, when I listened to Coach uh, Bob Bowman's uh, presentation and when he spoke about it, he also put down Michael uh, uh, the times that Phelps was achieving um, uh, and Phelps did it as butterfly. And I write those times on the board. Um, so my age group freestylers their challenge is to try and match um try and match phelps uh phelps is flying on, on their freestyle um phelps on the last 450s he was uh, 27.3 down to 26.5 um again he did it uh butterfly but uh, so so that's uh their challenge but basically the, the test set uh like i say about four times a year uh just two weeks out before any um major competition like the snags or, or the nationals um or the fina world cup we go uh, 1650s on 45 three steady one fast 1250s on 50 two steady one fast 850s on 55 one steady one fast and then 450s uh the very best effort uh, on one minute Uh, Jill, Jill, how do you see that that correlates with the results at the end of the season? Do you, do you find that that set effective? Um, I think sort of early on, uh, sort of at the end of my first uh, six to seven week cycle when we do it, um, I think it, it gives us an indication of um, what we can achieve uh, perhaps towards the end of the season. Um, and, uh, uh, I think it just creates a, a, a clear pathway of, of where we're headed. Um, do, uh, I've had, I've had, uh, I've been very lucky, but I've had immense success with a, a young, uh, age grouper. Uh, some of the coaches on this chat, uh, uh, know her uh, quite well. Um, she does it. Um, uh, she does it, uh, and she especially steps up uh, uh, on that set, and uh, she puts down some uh, sensational speeds. Um, uh, I do, I do adjust it from time to time. Um, sometimes I'll do uh, the, the the first time I'll do it is is uh, on freestyle, just also as a, a basis, and then um, uh, the second or the third time I may do it uh, on, on their number one stroke, on the one stroke. Um, also, just to, just for information. Uh, how does it stack up against uh, the end of their season? Um, if I'm honest, I can't tell you because they, they're age groupers, so their they growth over nine or ten months um, is incredible. Um, and uh, so for me, it's uh, I would use it. I use it more to give me an, uh, an indication of where we are and, and what we believe to be achievable. Um, uh, as opposed to reflecting reflecting on 
how it uh, stacked up over, over the year, uh, if that makes sense. So yeah. I, th I think it helps to, to set targets of, of what, we're, what we're after for that season. And then with the young swimmers, uh, do you do the 40-50s all the same stroke? If, if let's say it's a bar fire or it's a brush stroker or... Yeah. So yeah, so that's a good question. Um, actually, that is a question I have for for later on in this presentation. Uh, some, I have a similar question, but um, for for the non-freestylers, fly back breast. Um, for example, sixteen fifties, we would go three uh, fifties um, steady or moderate as freestyle, and then that one fifty is the main stroke, the butterfly, the back of the breast. So yeah, three freestyle, one fly, for example, then two freestyle, one fly. One freestyle, one fly, and then at the end, four fifties fly, for example. Right. Uh, I, I believe Phelps did it all as butterfly, um, but uh, uh, I, I'm not that sort of. Uh, my athletes are not that mature yet to be sure. able to manage that. I don't think because um, what is that? It's uh, twenty-eight plus twelve. It's forty fifties. Yeah, That's two thousand two thousand meters. Correct. So. Um, Anyway, that, that, that's one of my, my main go-to um, uh, tests. Like I said, uh, I like to do um, and, uh, about four times a year. And, and do, you, do you use the same interval in short course meters than long course, or do you adjust the interval? No, I, I, I actually keep the interval the same. Um, so uh, right, now where, right now where I'm coaching, I'm very fortunate to have a 50-meter pool. Um, but where my previous program was only short course, so um, I just keep the interval the same. I try not to change too many variables. The, the short course or the long course has already changed um, the variable for me. So okay, awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. Anybody has any question for him about the set or anything? Yes, Petra. Hey, um, basically, I do a very similar set as well. Um, slightly less though, instead of, uh, of a, a straight 40 by 50, I do a little bit less because mine's generally a little, bit, a little bit younger. But yeah, same thing. I really love that set. It really gauges where your kids are. And um, I found a little bit of relation towards how they do in competition. Uh, basically on that last uh, 450s, I, I, generally do, I, I generally do mine on 115 on that 450s. And um, I find that they generally can hold around uh, their hundred pace, I guess, uh, for that, you know, for that last four fifties. And uh, it's generally around if they can hold about PB plus two uh, for for the age groupers, if they can hold around PB plus two with a heart rate of around twenty seven uh, for ten seconds, then generally I know that they're ready for competition and they're going to do some PBs. Yeah, awesome. so I add that with with the heart rate as well, and uh, you know, I, I, my my head coach will always tell me to make sure to take the heart rate every time. And uh, yeah, once if they can do that with a good timing, with a good heart rate, you just watch them fly, and they're, they're gonna fly. Awesome, thank you. And, and to to add on that, uh, the 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 other strokes, as in the form strokes, uh, I go one e like. For that 450s, I give them one on, one off. Um, it's it's been okay so far, not very accurate, but yeah, curious to see other people if they've, if they've tried it with uh, other strokes as well. Yeah. I, I I don't do that type of set. Uh, uh, I do uh, 3050s. Then 
that's another set that I'm going to explain. Uh, I've done it for many years and with the young kids, because there's a goal by the time they're 17 or 18 to do 30, 50 butterfly at once, you know, like Michael Fox did. So we start, uh, the first time we do six freestyle, four fly, and, and then six freestyle, four fly, six freestyle, four fly. And once they get reach certain level, we go to five, five, and then uh, four, six, and at one point, three years later, they're able to do 30, 50s. So I try not to put that strain on the kids that early, but that's just my thought. But th thank you very much, Petra. Thank you very much, uh, Jill. Uh, anybody else has a, a set that they want to share? And, and one thing, Petra and Jill, if you can email me, if you want me, I I'm going to post uh, so everybody can see them if you want. If you don't have to, if you don't want to, but if you want to email me with the set and whatever you explain, that would be awesome. Thanks. Anybody else? Ivan, Ivan, do you have anything? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking now. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not saying it's my favorite sets, but it's, it's more about approach, really. Um, you know, about three years ago, I was into those straight sets, like 30 by 100 and 24 by 100 and three sets, 16 by 100 threshold, et cetera, et cetera. And it's been working very well with young kids. And as they've been getting older, I realized they might be just not good enough. Uh, uh, I realize that it's worth for them to break them down those sets. So what I often do is like, depending where we are, if for example, our goal is to stay, say our goal is to develop aerobic threshold and, uh, I just break it down. So we swim, for example, um, say freestylers, even long distance freestyles, for example, they might go, uh, 200 plus one. So two threshold, one aerobically uh, with extended uh, uh, rest. So it's about on two minutes and uh, hundreds on 130. And then three by 100 plus one, four by 100 plus one, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of builds that because I'm a I'm very strong believer in uh, uh, that any set like you start swimming from critical speed, speed and above. Uh, and actually any speed you swim, you have to swim with good stroke. So my idea was... Uh, when they're creating sets, I want to make sure each swimmer are able to hold, especially flyers, uh, able to hold a good form as they go through the set. So I come to realize that uh, you cannot ask butterfly to swim 16 by 100, absolutely fantastic stroke. So what I did instead is I would break it down, for example, again, uh, two, uh, two, uh, for example, 350s plus 100, uh, 450s plus 100, et cetera, et cetera. So that's how they build up their confidence through the season. And that's how they're able to keep a decent stroke. Also, they're enjoying good times. So I'm talking about threshold sets. Um, so for example, VO2 max, same principle. So for example, they go to like classic set, say five, five to hundreds allowed plus 30 seconds rest. Uh, instead that I go uh, two by hundred on 120 allowed, uh, 100 uh, again, aerobically on 130. So which is quite tight still. Um, and then they go again, so they go five sets of those. And meantime, butterflies or breaststrokers can go uh, four by 50 all out, uh, 100 aerobic freestyle on 145, for example. Uh, so I'm kind of trying to uh, kind of achieve two goals to, 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 hit, to hit certain um, uh, energy zone or whatever. Sure. I don't know how you call it. Uh, 
and uh, at the same time to allow them to enjoy of hitting good times uh, at the same time to be able to perform that with good frog. I don't know if it's explained very well, but I don't know how you call it broken sets, not broken sets. Yeah. I don't know how you, I don't know how you call them, but I just I just trying to trying to do three two three things: uh, good good speed, good technique, good times. That's that's my ultimate goal when I'm developing any 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 zone. For example, you know, if it comes closer to competitions, and we go a lot of race space, etc. It's a, it's a, it's a very similar, especially I would say two weeks into competitions, uh, when we even do uh, race pace sets. In between sets, I allow them to swim um, just loosely with correct technique. So uh, and uh, pretty much what Gil said, like you know, uh, 16 by 50, whereas 350s aerobically and 150, for example, pace 200 or pace 100, for example. So we swim similar sets, but for, to me, it's more about see how well they flash out in between so they recover well in between and at the same time they're able to perform uh, with correct stroke and and with correct speed so they know they're able to shift the gears so for me it's shifting gears is important because when you go aerobic base period uh, you know they're very strong aerobically anything you start uh, like injecting some uh, anaerobic sets or even pace uh, race pace sets they're not able to shift the gears so for me, it's shift the gears one to six is important. So they can swim very slow with good form and they can swim very fast with fantastic form as well. So for me, it's important. So I found these broken sets with uh, maybe, I call them cheat sets, like cheating. So you're actually resting, uh, sort of. But if you're able to maintain good stroke, good form, it still kind of gives you positive effect as a swimmer. So you're actually doing swimming training. You're not doing, so you're still working same muscles maybe a little bit at slower pace but actually uh it's actually even even painful when you go pace 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 for example threshold 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 and then suddenly 100 will be dropped so it actually hurts uh so that's that's my approach it's, i wouldn't say, sorry i didn't give you any sense i probably will email you if you but it's just my approach yeah so oh, three, I think... three things three things technique technique good times um uh, good, good, good speed that's it uh, i think it's great i think uh I think your explanation is great, and um, I think if you don't mind, if you want to share it with you, maybe write in an email briefly. Uh, yeah, so, well, so okay. I can, I can put it. Hey, can you guys hear me well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's that's great, Ivan. I think you, you're touching some very important things like uh, technique, swimming fast, you know, uh, doing the, the correct things, you know, so the kid can understand uh, when he goes to the competition. I just want to can I add something as well? I it's my, it's my it's my personal experience as a swimmer. I remember my coach. Uh, we've been swimming different stuff and long and short and fast and slow, etc. But unfortunately, when I was when I was getting on the block, I didn't know what stroke I'm gonna use. See, so for me, what's important is when my swimmer is getting through my program, uh, they know they prepare, they getting ready for 200, 400 freestyle or 200 IM and uh, 200 breast, for example. So for me. It's important they get in the block, they they hundred percent aware what stroke they're going to be using. That's very important to me. Because uh my experience was, I guess it's negative experience, and we learn from negative experience. I would get in the water hundred meter freestyle and I would start applying two hundred meter stroke, for example, or four hundred meter stroke. So I think that's that's important. And I think my sets kind of all almost designing 
designing stroke you're going to be using for a particular uh, race. You know, so for me, that's, I think it's a, it, nothing gonna, like, I'm, I'm participating in these workshops online, etc. but this is something I can't change. Like, it is just like how I feel. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if it's right or wrong, but it, it is how I feel. I wanna make sure my swimmers know what they're gonna be using on the day. Well, I think, I think I agree with you. I think you have to, you have to feel good about what you do and understand why you do it. Doesn't matter that other people don't think it's good. As long as you feel it and you can express it to your consumers and you see the results and you can keep evolving, that's, that's the important part of our coaching, which is to be creative. You know? So that's awesome. Anybody I'll, else? I'll can, I just chime in? can I just chime in on what Ivan said just now about the rest, controlling the rest? Uh, and shifting the gears. Uh, I only started trying this about a year ago. Usually, uh, previously, I, I would just, when, when we go easy, I would just let them go like 100 easy with no interval time or anything. But once I started to control their rest, I realized that their recovery would be much better during competition and they're always able to be ready for races. So yeah. Thanks a lot, Petra. Um, anybody else has anything to... I think I'll go for uh, chip in another set in here. So I wouldn't say it's like kind of a favorite set, but it just comes uh, during the favorite time of the, the season that we work in, like kind of about five weeks, four and a half, five weeks before the competition. So, I mean, it's kind of a kick test set, but uh, we usually do it like a preset before the main set. And it definitely comes from Taylor. So he's made this, so, which is, uh, I would say like, a, muscular endurance kind of a kick set. So it goes like this. It's 200 max and 100 easy. Of course, it's kicks 200 max form, number one stroke kick and 100 easy. Then again, 100 max, 50 easy and 50 max. So in here, the, the target is once the time that you get for 200 max, uh, you're going all out. <clears throat> and the, the time that you get for 200 saying uh, three minutes or whatever. So your target is to get 130 on the 100 when you go for the next max, 100 max, or faster. And similarly, if you if you went 130 or faster, saying 125, then your target is to get below 42.5 for the 50. So it's kind of challenging the kids and just getting them fired up before the main set when we get into like a threshold set or you know, aerobic set. And the funny part is like, it's a surprise that comes through at the end of the sprint when everybody's all happy, achieve the times, everybody let's go for a stand up 50 number one stroke. So it's kind of fun. It just gets kids all coming back together and, and fired up, just getting them ready for the set. And it's just like a kind of a good vibe before you're getting into like, you know, a really, really tough and an important set. Awesome. Thank, thank, thank you very much. Anybody has a question for, for Nayar? No. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Uh, anybody, anybody else has a set or anything? Hey, Serge. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Alex Shiel here from Australia. Oh, hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. Um. I've got a set I do with, with my guys. I coach uh, 12 and over, or 12 to 18 age group swimmers. Um, I, 
often on a Monday morning throughout this the season, I'll do a three two hundreds where we're sort of hitting um, the first three two hundreds of uh, seven two hundred step tests. So uh, we do that seven two hundred step test throughout the season at, at different points. Um, but I like to do sort of a weekly check uh, with three two hundreds where you can kind of gauge using their heart rate, their stroke count, where they're at for the week. Um, some kids need a little bit more recovery and that allows me to kind of check that early on in the week, uh, whereas others are, are ready to go for the week and I know I can sort of push them a, a little bit earlier in the week. So that's that's one of the things I like to use throughout the season to sort of gauge um, where they're at each week. And and Alex, Alex uh, uh, what, what, what inner ball, inner ball how do you use that? How do you use that? So I, I tend to go on four minutes. Um, so it'll be, uh, we do it long course, uh, three 200s on four minutes. They check their heart rate when they get to the wall. They give me a stroke count from the third 50. Um, sometimes I get them to record it if it's um, at certain times in the season. Other times I just get them yelling it out at me and I've got a rough idea of each kid what stroke their stroke count should be, where their heart rate should be when they're trying to hit a certain time. Um, the, t the time doesn't matter as much. It's more seeing them step through those gears like a few other people have said um, and making sure that that stroke count's not going up as they're stepping through and making sure their heart, heart rate's not skyrocketing when it should be in that uh, lower aerobic zone. Awesome, awesome. And, uh, and uh, do you feel do you it feel helps you? Helps you? Uh, uh, yeah, it normally gives me a pretty good idea. Obviously, that's those first three are the easiest ones for kids to hit the, the times that they need to hit for seven twos. Um, so it does give me a good indication of what they're going to be like going into um, a seven two step test. But I, I use it more just to, to gauge where they're at that week um, to sort of decide what are we going to do for the week? Do I need to rest these kids a little bit more because they're tired because they had a school meet during the, the previous week that took a little bit more out of them and things like that that I've then got to modify uh, my plan around a little bit. Awesome, awesome. And, um, I, and uh, anybody has a question for Alex about what he, he said? Um, hey, Alex. I just, um, hey, Sergio. Hi, man. Um, yeah, I just want to ask uh, for Alex's program. Um, what are the what are the strongest swimmers' uh, stroke count and also uh, heart rate when they are doing the three by two hundred? Yeah, uh, stroke count it, it it varies athlete to athlete depending on a, a number of different factors. But we talk a lot about trying to hit uh, twenty strokes a lap, so counting just one arm. Um, so most of them that's their goal, but they, they'll range anywhere from eighteen to twenty eight depending on where they are in that process. Um, but it's more about making sure that that stroke count isn't going up per 200. So as they're trying to swim faster, their stroke count's still staying the same. So they're finding um, ways to be more efficient with their, their kick and their stroke as they're going through and they're not just taking more strokes to go uh, that, that speed. Um, with regard to heart rate, again, it, it depends on different athletes. Some of the athletes, their aerobic heart rate's really low. They'll be 110, 120 beats. Um, as they go through that, others set up a little bit higher. But again, it's just making sure it's just rising a little bit and I'm not seeing someone jump from um, the first one having a heart rate of 120 to by the third one, they're at 180. 
and they haven't really put in that amount of effort to get their heart rate to 180 and it's it's sort of going okay that that person's in a position where something's going on physically if they're only going that time stroke count hasn't changed there's some uh, physiological aspect that we need to need to have a look at because now their their heart rate's jumping too much for um for, for the level of effort that they should have been putting in mm, it's interesting though because um on my on my side we normally count based on um each each arm so uh it's it's interesting how um your guys are counting based on one arm uh, thank you alex and no and and when they take their heart rate so they take for 10 seconds or I, I, I tend to use six seconds just because it allows me to get heart rate quicker. Um, so in, if for that set, it doesn't matter because it's on four minutes, but in the, there's other sets where um, I want them to grab their heart rate quickly. So just to keep it um, consistent across whatever we're doing, I keep it for that six seconds regardless of what we're doing. Um, okay. With, and with, with stroke count, some of them do count both arms. They then have to just divide it by two because, again, I just want consistency over what everyone's doing. That's what, when I joined the program, that's what the program was doing initially um, with some of their squads. So I just adopted that as, yeah, just give me the score of one arm. It makes it easier for me to keep it consistent across everyone. All right. Sure. Thanks, Alex. Uh, one question for you, Alex, and for people to use heart rate. I use heart rate a lot too but um when i was using harvey with younger people one of the things that i found out besides that sometimes they instead of two beats they count three and that's interesting because it depends they can feel it on their fingers sometimes and they'll be like this uh but the other thing have you ever thought have you ever seen that when a kid is growing you know and has grown a couple centimeters and all the changes they're going through sometimes their heart rate goes crazy have you ever thought about that? Yeah, um, that, and, and that's why I kind of I'm looking at more factors than just heart rate. So we're collecting time and stroke count, and depending on how many kids I got in the water, I'll get I can get stroke rates and stuff as well. Um, because yeah, th I I definitely have some kids that can't take their heart rate properly or forget about it and just say any number that the person in front of them said. <laughs> which happens with teenage kids, they just make some stuff up. So um, I'm, I'm aware of that and it's, um, as well as all that data, it's, it's also about sort of looking at the athletes. And um, as I said, it's, it's a checking point more for me. Um, some of them understand what it is, but it's more a checking point for me to see where they're at for the week. So that, the heart rate side of things, um, is just one aspect that I'm that I'm looking at when they do it. Awesome. Hey, with the with the older guys, they lie to me all the time about the heart rate. <laughs> if I say four two hundred on one, uh, keep your heart rate one fifty one sixty, and I walk around and say, hey, "What was your heart rate, Jimmy?" Oh, one sixty, and you're like, "Come on." And, you know, <laughs> and uh, sometimes I can guess their heart rate. I can pull them out and say, "You have one thirty eight," and they go like this. They, we count it. It's one thirty eight, and they're like. Mm -hmm. Like, but it's I, I like that using the heart rate. It teaches them accountability too, and it teaches them that how to understand things. Yeah. Uh, so that's awesome. Thanks a lot, Alex. If you guys wanna, as I said before, uh, 
share with me the sets and a little bit of whatever you talk. I, I will put it all in a, in a document so we can put it online and people can use it. I think it's good. Uh, if you don't want to, that's good too. Um, we have Danny Yo here. Danny, are you there? No. Hi. I I sorry. I was I just came off from another meeting. Uh, yeah. So I think Sergio sent us an email talking about the test sets today, and uh, I thought I want to share a bit of what I I tried to do, but then it got stopped by COVID. So I I thought about uh. About uh, a kick, because the kick is one of the more important uh things in uh for uh a, a, in a whole season. So I thought about starting about uh, starting the season off with an APT's kick with fifteen seconds rest. I think you can do this about two to three times, and then uh get them to challenge the total time, getting to bring the total time down as the as you do it more and more and get better at it. And then uh as the season progresses, you start to move towards maybe eight, ten, and maybe end off at twelve. Before you, before the first like major meet of the season, just a uh, fifty so that they can get the form right and getting the endurance up. Uh, so I I was hoping to use this to build a little fitness and endurance in the early part of the season and also to get their legs conditioned uh for the season ahead. And uh, you know after the first major meet, then there's a second part of the season whereby uh you know working challenging a bit more and more endurance at six by one hundred kick instead of fifties, so moving more towards hundreds. And also the same thing again with 15 seconds rest. Uh, I, I thought about it. I think 10 seconds is a bit too short, and maybe 20 to 30 seconds is maybe a way too much time. And uh, they they will have like recovered by then. Uh, and so two to three times, and maybe progress towards eight by 100 kicks towards the the end of the season. So I think at a, you know in a competition towards the last couple of days, I think uh, the legs kind of give off. Uh, the legs kind of die first and you know swimmers cannot complete the race and so we just want to make sure that the legs are uh, more well conditioned for for swimming i guess so yeah that's just that's just uh, something that i was planning to do this season sorry i was i was muted anybody has any questions for you for danny You know, he sent me the, the set before, so if you guys can do something like this, that'll be great, and I'll put it in, uh, you know, and then I'll send it to you. So th thanks a lot, uh, Danny, for sharing. No worries. And, and thanks for stopping by. I know you had another meeting. Um, I'm always here watching. Uh, thanks. I mean, thank you for making this session, and I'm always here whenever I finish my meeting, and I'm, I'm learning so much every week. Oh, you're welcome, man. We're all learning here. Uh, I know I see a lot of faces just looking at the screen. Does anybody else have a set? Hi, Sergio. Uh, sorry, my, my camera's not my camera's not working. Um, I've just been trying to get it to work, but it's not. Um, uh, I'm just going to throw something slightly different in. I've got a little bit of a triathlon background, um, and what we used to do was look at what you'd feel during the race and try and mimic that uh, as much as possible. So we've done a set um like 450s break up a 200 and we'd make each 50 modeled on what you might feel during that part of the race in a 200 so the first 50 would be fast 25 and then hold stroke the second 50 would do the uh like the golf where you, you know count the strokes and count the number of seconds and try and keep it the almost efficient number 
The third 50, we do minimal breath. So that we try and replicate the, the heavy arms, heavy legs feeling during the third 50. And then the last 50, we do is just maximum effort, just getting home. So what we're trying to do is like stretched out the 200, just like a broken 200. But uh, the emphasis on each one is slightly different to mimic what you might feel during that section of the race. Um, I just want to put that in there. It's just something slightly, slightly different. Um, and the reason why we do it is to try and get them to feel and understand what they might feel during different parts of the 200, for example. That's awesome, Andrew. I think that's a very smart way of, in my opinion, of simulating how they're going to feel with their race. And that's awesome. Thanks a lot for sharing it. Um, anybody has a question for Andrew? Anything? No? Andrew, when are we going to go and play golf, man? What? When are we going to go and play golf? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Allow me. All right, guys. Uh, I, I'll show you my set. This is something that I've done many times. I think Danny, Danny, you has done it with me. Uh, let me find it. I'm gonna share it with you guys. Uh, this is from this this season. Uh, it's 375 smart push, and then I, I here we did 325 easy. Normally, I do 225 easy, and we do that five rounds. Okay. Um, the, the goal, the, this is what I would call, I guess, trying to do maximum production of lactate, in a way, you know, because you want to do the 375s all out fast. Okay. Now, there's different conditions that you have to accomplish, you know. Like, the 375s will be for people swimming the 200, the 100, uh, and sometimes even the 400. And then for people to shoot the 400 here, the 500 and up, they might do three 125s. And for sprinters, they do slightly different. They do 350s from a push. The sprinters meaning the pure sprinters, the ones that only swim a 50. Right? So for example, with the 375s, the first round and the fifth round, you go in two minutes. And that's in short course yards, okay? This is not long course meters. It's in short, it could be in short course meters, but it's in, right now, this set is in short course yards. I believe we did this set in Singapore in short course meters. You know, um, the first and the fifth group, you go in two minutes. The second group, you go on 150. The third group, you go on 140. And the fourth group, you go on 130. Now, let's say, for example, you pick a bar flyer. You know, uh, like when we did with, uh, with quads and when. He did this set very well, and we had a train camp in America, and he just tore it apart. Like the, we were teaching him how to do 15 meters underwater in every 25, and then his stroke rate would be five strokes. Right? So we tried to do every 75 with 15, 15 yards underwater, 15 meters underwater, and only four strokes, always one stroke less than the stroke count, and that's very difficult, you know. So and and and, and the athlete has to be really, um, really, uh, not patient, really disciplined on understanding all that stuff. 15, kick, 15 meters will be 11, 11 kicks for him. So, and he had to go. And like, for example, in short course yards for him, he was able to average 36 seconds per 75 with 15, 15 meters underwater in four strokes. Only on the last group, he, he did a couple of the 25s with five strokes. And he averaged between 36 all of them, and at the end, he was doing 35s. 
you know and uh that's when he he dropped some so many seconds he swam so fast in his fly when he was in the national training center uh, the with the 400 swimmers i guess here the 500 with the three 125s from a push the same idea right we count uh, this is more freestylers so they have a stroke count too and they have to stroke, do a stroke count minus one stroke or one cycle it all depends on the swimmer and they also have a certain number of kicks they have, they have to do of, of each one. So normally minimum, they have to do three kicks, right? Or at least feel the water, not just push and start swimming. Some, some distance swimmers, they have a horrible butterfly kick, so we don't force them, but you have to see a very good streamline, quick turn, very good streamline. And sometimes we give them, uh, we put a cone underwater. So with that streamline, and they have to pass that cone. So then they can have the stroke count, 11 strokes or 12, stro 12 strokes or six cycles or whatever it is. And uh, the intervals are uh, the same. Uh, for the women, like for the mid-distance, maybe we add 10 seconds for the women, but you know, most of the time has been the same interval. And then for the sprinters, we do 350s from a push and the same intervals and the 375s. The first one, three breaths per 25, two breaths per 25, the second one, two breath, one breath, and the third one, one breath, zero breath. And this is all out. Now, I like this set a lot because it teaches them how to be efficient, how to think about their stroke, how to think about their turns and their underwaters. We do this set probably, I would say, three times during the season, you know? And like normally, one time when we start the season in September, we'll do it one time. Uh, in, in October, at the end of October, November, we do it one time in December, one time in January, and then right before taper, you know, we go into sometimes 275s, and, you know, depends how they're doing. Uh, one build, one fast, or two fast, or it all depends. But it all depends how they've been evolving with this set. And I like this set a lot. Uh, has shown a lot of, uh, for me, a lot of success and it correlates very well because when they have to be so strict with the number of kicks or the pullouts you know for a bar stroker you put a cone like 10 meters of the wall and every time they have to pass that and they know that from there they have four strokes or five strokes so when they they go to the competition they they, they understand how to be efficient they don't rush if that makes sense so uh so that's that's a very good way if you watch the best flyers and the best brass truckers or the people in America, but in butterfly it's it's more common. You know, Tom Shields or people like that, they go to the 14 meters or 15 meters, four strokes, five strokes, no more. Always the same number. So so that's that's something that I like. That that's a set that I like a lot. You know, the whole practice is only five thousand, I think. Uh, is it five thousand five hundred yards? But it's a very hard set and it takes takes you if you do it right. Oh, and at the end, we also do sometimes, not all the time, depends. You know, sometimes at the beginning of the season, we don't do it that much, but we'll do a 50, 150, a 50, 100, or 150 fast from a dive after use 400. And like Ivan said, this, this set, the number five, the 50, the 100, and the 150 is really hard because after 400 kick and swim easy, you know, their lactate levels they were pretty high all the time have really dropped and they, they, they go into kind of a shock for a little bit and it hits them around that time 
So it, it really, it's a really, it teaches them really well how to react and most important, the discipline of the competition and how to understand where they are in every part of the race. So, uh, any questions? Uh, so I have a question. Yes. So I mean, uh, for this, right, it was, it, it's more for a short, uh, I mean, a short course. I mean, how, how would we try to translate this into a, maybe a long course? I mean, course, because the focus is more on like keeping the same number of kicks, keeping the same number of strokes per 25, right? Uh, so this yeah, is more I, of a... I, I think, I think in, in long course is a little bit more tricky, you know, but mm -hmm. of the walls and of the walls, you want to keep always the same distance, short course and long course, it doesn't matter. And long course probably is a little bit easier because you have less walls and you spend less time on the water, you know, but uh, I wouldn't do this set. In, in long in long course because mm -hmm. how can I push from the wall by from the seventy five you know but I you know I would do a different sets like like something that we did that I don't know if you were with us but when we were in Tanyapura that we did with the stroke counts and we, we would do five fifties you know uh, one fly or one main stroke one freestyle one main stroke one freestyle one main stroke and then fifty easy and we did that up to ten times you know now the idea was the fifth the fifth one was the, the best one. The the one that you had to think about, like Jill said about the last the, the second fifty of the hundred, for example. You know? So like somebody like Qua or like Kelly like Qua, he had to I told we talk about that. If you can finish the hundred fly in a twenty seven two or twenty six eight, at that point there was only one person that could finish the hundred fly on the second fifty under twenty seven. So so you will be in a very good place, but you can only do you cannot do more than 18 strokes. Every every 50 has to be 18 strokes. So, so he was able to go. the The first fly was a, a, not a high speed, but a pretty good speed. I don't remember all the speeds. I have it written down somewhere. The the, the second 50 was freestyle. We always talk about keeping 140 heart rate or so. The third the third 50 would be a little bit faster than the, the first one. The fourth 50 keep your heart rate around 140 if you can. And the fifth 50, like imitating the second 50 of the 100 with a stroke count. So, like somebody like him, he did it 10 times. He started the first, the, the fifth 50, he was 26 all, I think, with 17 strokes on the first round. And on the last round, he, he was 25 all with, with 17 strokes or 18 strokes. So, he, was, he became very efficient. So, and that's uh, Kevin Cordes did the same thing. Set breaststroke, and he was able to finish in thirty points. Uh, Lionel Kuh, that I think he was there too. So, so, but had to be with a certain number of strokes. Make sense? Yeah, uh, you okay. designed the set to make them understand how to be efficient, and not all everything all out. But you can, like Alex said, you can. Um, uh, was Alex or what? Well, uh, one of you guys said that you're trying to. Andrew, Andrew said that you're trying to simulate how you're going to feel in the race and put them in a in a depth situation they, you know it's not just swimming 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 make sense okay yeah thank you so any other questions yeah Serge. um uh, I, I like um uh, actually i actually have a preference like the the idea of uh, the 75 instead of the 50 or the, the 125 of the 100 uh, I, I like to coach like that, maybe a bit of like over distance uh, training 
personally, I'm always um, quite frustrated. Always like the fifty or the hundred, the fifty or the hundred. For, for me, it's boring, and uh, I feel like we're always stuck in swimming fifties and hundreds. And um, personally, I, I like to explore the, the bigger distances. Um, like I love coaching the four hundred, eight hundred, uh, the fifteen hundred uh, type of uh, events. Um, uh, so, like, I'm always a little bit, uh, and this is just personal, um, a bit bored with uh, just doing fifties uh, or, or hundreds. So, the, the idea of like a, a seventy-five instead of a fifty, or a, a hundred and twenty-five instead of a hundred, um, uh, it, it really speaks to me in, in the way that um, I like to do my work. Um, so, uh, uh, one of the sets that um, I go to, not often because it's a killer. Um, uh, it's a killer, but um, and there's pr pretty much I just use it to to, to thrash the kids uh, from time to time just to uh, let them know that this uh, I feel like when they're starting to become a little bit say arrogant or or uh, they take their foot off the gas a little bit um, I, I just like to throw it in there um, <clears throat> again it's a set that um, I got from Simon Burnett who, who, who uh, to me was. Um, I don't know, like, I, I never felt that Simon Bennett achieved his potential. I don't know why. He swam at Arizona with Frank Bush. Um, I saw him going, like, exceptionally fast um, many times, but for whatever, I know that he was a, a ridiculously good kicker, um, but uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know him personally. I don't know why he just didn't make it all the way to the top. I always felt that uh, it was a swimmer that, should have, could have, would have. Um, I don't know the reasons as to why why he didn't. I mean, I've watched him beat Roland Schumann. I've watched him beat uh, Ray Gitton. Anyway, um, uh, one of the sets that he did um, uh, that he spoke about um, it, again, j just a killer. Um, and I use it um, occasionally, not often, um, uh, just to uh, thrash the kids a little bit. Um, uh, and, and the set is, uh, and I'll email it through to you as well. Uh, the set is, uh, it's all freestyle. Um, it's based on a, on a 50 second uh, base time. Um, it's six rounds um, with, with no rest in between. So uh, it's 2,400 meters. Uh, it's just a, a killer. Um, and uh, uh, basically it's six rounds. It's uh, 150 meters freestyle on, on 230. Um, straight into 100 meters on 140, again another 100 meters on 140, and then 50 meters on 50. Um, we're just going best effort. Um, my my team of coaches and I we, we track their times, um, and, and we go six rounds through that. Um, so uh, I find it it's very tough. Uh, the, the kids are pretty uh, spanked afterwards, uh, but uh, uh, I think. For me, it's just a, it's a really strong um, power set. We get through a lot of work in quite a short amount of time, and um, it keeps them focused. I have experimented with it once. Um, where I tried to do it as a medley um, instead of freestyle. So I, I, I sort of did it as a, a 150s fly back breast, 55, 50 back, 50 breast, and then I did 100 as uh, back breast. The second 100 was as breast free, and then the last 50 as freestyle. Um, and when I did it as medley, like the medley switch set like that, uh, I was actually interested in their 50 freestyle uh, time right on the end. Uh, so I'll repeat that and, and I'll email it through to you as well. The medley set was 150 as flyback breast, 
um, then 100 on 140 as uh, back breast, and then 100 on 140 as breast free, and then a final 50 free. Um, but when I did it as maybe like I say, I was interested in tracking their 50 freestyle, like their, their back end speed. Um, got a, I had a not a bad uh, medley swimmer. His fly was strong, his backstroke was very good, his breaststroke was exceptional, and his freestyle was just terrible. Um, so it was really uh, a set that the, the medley was sort of my creative way of trying to design a set to to work him on bringing back his freestyle strong um, uh, in the media. I watched too many races where, where he's um, leading on the breaststroke and uh, he, give, he gives it all away uh, on the freestyle. Um, he's a Singaporean boy, uh, he swam at the CH Group Games at 400 IM. Uh, but uh, I always felt that uh, he, he just couldn't come home on the freestyle. Anyway, um, like I said, the freestyle set was just to really smash the kids, actually, um, and also to try get away from this idea of always the 50, 50, 50, 50, 50 all the time, or, or even the, the 100, 100, and just to add a, an extra dimension of, uh, uh, of working through 150 meters uh, rather than just the 100 or the 50. Uh, thanks, Jill. I think I think sometimes using thanks a lot for sharing the sets and your thoughts. I think sometimes using a uh, hundred twenty-five one uh, uh, type of a, a distance that is not the distance that they're going to swim. I think allows them to not to be always obsessed with times, you know, uh, in the sense, and allows them to really hopefully be disciplined with their, their stroke count, with their uh, uh, distance per stroke. With the underwaters, with you know, with all that stuff. So, so thanks a lot. Uh, you know, uh, anybody else has wants to share a set? We had we had quite a few sets. So, anybody wants to share a set that they like? That uh, you know, we can all think about it. Come on. Uh, oh, I have a I have a question about that underwater. If you don't mind me. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, -huh. uh you know, we we always have the swimmers who are you know fantastic uh, underwater, but then we also have those who aren't. Do you have any tests to determine whether they are, you know, better completely underwater or focus on the quality of their kicks instead of the distance? Oh, uh, we let's let's put it like this. We have all spectrum of swimmers. Uh, where, we, where we coach, they can have a very good underwater and they have horrible underwater. But we practice the underwater, the same thing with everybody. Makes sense? Like on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we do a lot of foil kicking. They will be kicking on the side. We teach them how to kick the front, kick the back, kick everything at once, and uh, like very kind of like a snake type of kick, and then put it all together. And as we start the season teaching them all that, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays in the mornings after the dry land, that's what we try to do. Right? And we, there's always like a, anywhere between a 400 and a 600 yards of, of 25, so some sort of like foil kicking. And then we translate it into kicking on your side or kicking on, kicking, sorry, kicking on your stomach. Now, with that being said, when we have a guy that cannot feel really the water the, in the kick, we don't force them to do underwater kicks when they race. Make sense? But we, we, we have to teach them how to understand the movement. Why? Because it's, it's a skill, you know? And like if you swim the mile, for example, 
or the, the, 16, the 1650 in Shokos Yats, you have 66 turns. You know? So if you can just really take advantage of that turn and just either with the streamlining, just feel a small undulation, and you can gain two tenths of a second in each turn, 60 times, 60, 60 times two tenths of a second. That's a lot that you improve without it really having to be in better shape. So we'll have some, some distance runners that will go three kicks off the wall and some distance runners that only do one kick. But they have to do it nice. You know, that they push, they undulate, and then they start on the freestyle. So, we, you know, but you have to learn who can do it and who can't. But we try to teach it as a skill, like for everybody. You know, a lot of the people that we coach in college, because it's a team thing, you have people that are specialists. Like a lot of the, you look at Caleb Dressel. He's 15 yards underwater. He's faster than anybody else. You know, you watch Michael Phelps in long course. He will beat everybody on the last underwater. You know, so so uh, there's a there's a lot of advantages of understanding that that people take for granted. You know, and in short course yards, we have a three-day meet. The top swimmers are going to swim three events and probably four relays, and many of them. You know, like we have, we have, for example, butterflyers that they cannot swim backstroke in long course to save their life. But they go a 45 or 46 and a hundred backstroke in yards. That's equivalent to a 55 or 54 something in long course. But in a good day, if they go 58 in long course, that's, they're very lucky. But everything's about the underwaters. So we have to teach them that. Yeah. Other than um, if that makes sense, but. Yeah, it did. Uh, no, one of the reasons why I brought it up was because uh, I was actually in a meeting with uh, Ben Gibson, one of the uh, Ireland's head coach. Yeah, and he was, yeah, he was he was talking about, um, of course, working on the underwaters. But there are some times when, you know, these these swimmers they 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 push off and then they they do the underwaters and they feel like their body is always coming up, and they're not able to go long, so they're basically like fighting against the water. So for those kind of kids like he, he just does a push off and then like a couple underwaters and if they kind of tend to float up then uh, if, if that happens for quite a while then he'll just generally tend to focus on the quality of the kicks as opposed to the distance and that's the thing if you teach the foil kicking kicking on the side as when you flip when you when you do a flip turn you you're not on your back on your stomach you're on your side so the first as you push off the wall and you feel like that on the wall you're gonna be already on your side. So if you can teach, you know, and with fins, you know, and trying to teach the, the, the front kick, just the front kick, how to kick the front, and then how to kick the back, and then how to be just like, put it all together. It doesn't have to be fast. If you can teach it like that, the kids will learn it. And they will, they will be able to push off the wall with such a much better on their side line that when they rotate, they'll be in a, in a much better situation to slide out if they don't kick. Does that make sense? So. Hey, Tyler, Tyler, are you there? You don't have anything to add? Um, yeah, sorry, I'm just coming a bit late. I've got I'm teaching classes, and so I've got to kind of drop in and out, so I can't be here at the time. Um, yeah, I mean, I was just, just chatting with Tejas, my assistant, and just talking about what we do. We've got a lot of different test sets, and I was just trying to think one that is kind of worth sharing. Obviously, we do quite a lot of maximal effort, different ones, and 
I guess the one that's not all that exciting, really, but it's, it's had quite a big effect in the last 18 months for us. It's not really setting the world alight, but essentially what we're finding, we're doing lots of test sets, lots of maximal effort type stuff. We're doing, um, um, still doing some really old school um, efficiency tests, like step tests and stuff. It came to a point where I was just kind of feeling that even some of our better guys, their 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 base aerobic and their kind of what you say a two kind of aerobic level was they were just struggling with that in terms of of having the gears to go through. So we just and and we don't do anything. I mean, generally we'll do our test sets, but no set is ever repeated. And and I just decided you know, that what we were going to do is we're going to do every single week one of the warm-ups, just one of the warm-ups, just in, just in warm-up, we'll go three, four hundreds um, freestyle um, at what is their, their best A2 holding pace. So not not tipping into thresholds, but just trying to feel what their best A2 holding pace, just off of a time that personalized for them, their, their best time, their best current time, whether it's short course meters or long course meters, depending where we do it. Um, best time plus 60. We've dropped that down now actually to best time plus 45 as they've got better at it. Um, but while it's not like one of your kind of, it's not massively measurable or we don't measure it by taking our own data down, it's really, really good for each individual swimmer to just know where that, that pace, where that feels comfortable. You know, if, if they're suddenly going, you know, the actual time that they swim PB plus 20 or PB plus 15, they're like, oh, like it just get, and because it's every single week, they're able to judge it against, you know, are we in a hard anaerobic block of work or is it an aerobic block of work? Where, where are we at? And it's quite an interesting development for them because now as we go into other types of set, they're understanding of those different levels of, of energy system work, you might want to call it. They just have that better understanding. What we were finding is they had easy swimming, threshold, VO2 and, and, and maximal effort, and, and then, you know, phosphocreatine type effort swimming. And, and we're finding there's a big gap in the middle. So when it came to, to, to being able to just swim well with really efficient stroke to work an aerobic system, we're never actually really doing it before because they just didn't have that understanding. So really simple, three, four hundreds, PB plus 60, dropping it down slowly as they get better at it. And then actually probably once we go back after this this eight-week hiatus, we'll, we'll probably put it back up to PB plus 60 again and and just, just allow them to, to really get an understanding where they're at throughout the season. So, yeah, just to get boring, but, but good for them. Thanks a lot. That's awesome. Um, 